our podcast is Explore the PNW. Join us on our adventures of the beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm your host, Joel. And this is Debbie. Hey, Deb, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. It was nice to see you. Yeah, I see you every day. Oh, right, but not at the podcast table. Not at the podcast table. You're looking pretty official over there with your microphone and headphones. Right, and I got the papers in front of me, too. Yeah, thanks. makes me look even more official. Yeah, thanks, Sweetwater. Sweetwater? Yeah, that's where we got this cool equipment. Oh, right, right. Not donated, though. No. I got to find a special effect that goes, oh, sad. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta build up your special effects. Yeah, exactly. So, so what did we do? What was our adventure? Uh, We went mountain biking a couple times this week. Yeah. Yeah. The weather. It was still a little cold. Trying to crawl out of winter here. Yeah. We're doing the, uh, what do they call it? The freeze thaw. Freeze thaw, I think they call this phenomena. Oh, do they? Yeah. Like, so it gets down in like 20 at night and everything freezes back up and then the afternoon has been getting up into like the mid fifties. And so then everything thaws and then you go out and mountain biking like we did. And you're like, why is it muddier here today than it was yesterday? Even though it didn't rain. Yeah. And it's the whole freeze thaw thing. Got it. That's why there was those big mud sections. That's That's exactly why. And you've got to be a little bit careful and respectful of the trails because we don't want to damage them with our big old fat tires. Right. So we were selectively riding the trails at this point. Right. We rode at Riverside. Yes, we did. And we rode at the Bluff. The Bluff, yeah. Which is pretty close to where we live. Like, it's why we moved here. It's like eight blocks away. It's awesome. Yeah, the the hills are alive with the sound of music. Steep. No, wrong podcast. Right, we're not. Right. We're not going to break out into song. Oh, you might not be. Yeah. So the bluff is. Are you going to um, break out into song? I might. You never know. Okay. I had coffee, so. Um. So yeah, the bluff runs along. Is that a high drive? Yeah. High drive. High drive. Here in Spokane. And um, yeah, the beginning of the trail is, it's pretty narrow. The whole trail is narrow um, and makes for oncoming traffic a little interesting on the bluff side, you know, or that's the exposure side. Like you literally, when you see runners or other bikers coming, like you're trying to find some room to let them pass. And yeah, that, it's, that's it's, not the section that I ride. I yeah. usually. Yeah. Ride the the wider trail part of the bluff. Right. She rides the back side of the bluff. Yeah, I'm not gonna do the other one. She will. She'll get she'll get it. It's so the first time I rode it, I was gripped. Like it's a narrow trail and like the drop off is probably it's not a sheer drop off, it's not a cliff, but it's a it's a pretty substantial slope. If you fell off the trail, you would go for a long time. You're not you're not selling me on this. Okay, I'm just saying I'm telling the listeners what to expect if they ride the bluff. Okay. So now I've ridden the bluff yeah, countless times. And I don't even think about it at all. Like the exposure doesn't I don't even literally don't think about it at all. So it's one of those things if you do it, you'll get used to it. 
and it adds, you know, a, a decent amount of added trail riding. Yeah. And then, um, what's the one down by the river again called? The side of the river, Riverside. Right, Riverside. I always want to call it River Place. I think because in Portland there was the River Place, you know, like where the hotels and stuff were. Downtown Portland. So it gets stuck in my head. Right. So creature habit. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so both of these I would definitely classify as uh, cross-country trails. There is some, like all good cross-country trails, there's a fair amount of climbing. There's, there's uh, more climbing on the bluff. I mean, there's yes. there's some climbing, but it's it's not a whole lot. It's kind of why I like to ride Riverside. Yes, It's exactly. just fun. Yeah, it's rolly, some rocks, but not super technical. It's just kind of fun. It's right by the river. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of walkers. Lots of walkers, yeah. it's uh, There's an area down here called Bolin Pitcher Park. And horses. Yeah, we have come up on horses, which ooh, not my favorite. Um, and um, But yeah, super fun. Like, kind of just fast, flowy, beautiful. Um, and... The area that we've ridden there is, I think it's called Trail 25. I think so. Yeah. So there's more of Trail 25 that's not by the river that we've ridden like once or twice. We got super lost out there. We got lost and then we saw all these military people that was, that we had no idea. They were doing like on. a weekend thing, like a weekend warrior thing. Right. Yeah. They looked at us just like, <laughs> what are you idiots doing here? Right. That was a little unnerving. It was interesting. Yes. Um, Yeah. And so we haven't really ridden that side. Maybe one other time Um, we had that, um, that funny experience when you're out riding, you're kind of getting a little bit tired. You're not exactly sure where you are, but you think, you know, and then you loop around and we like looped back to like where the military people were. And we're like, Oh, great. We're super lost. So it took us like another 45 minutes probably to, then we expected to get back to the car. So that was fun. Right. The app that we used wasn't great at helping us get back to the car. Yeah, that's exactly. We'll blame it on technology. Yeah. When in doubt, blame technology. So anyway, um, and then, yeah, so then the bluff is, um, yeah, like there's a two pretty substantial climbs on the bluff. Um, but super fun. You're kind of in through the trees, really super flowy. Um, I like it a lot. Yeah. It's really fun to start because you get to go down the hill. So, so it's kind of a fun way to get started with your ride for the day. You get to warm up. Right. So Debbie, why don't you give us a little background on how you got into mountain biking? Well, I've always liked riding my bike. Um, and when I was young, I rode um, a lot, but I didn't really get into mountain biking until I was older. And so I got a bike when I lived probably in St. Louis in grad school, rode a little bit there and then just kind of didn't have anybody to ride with. So really started riding after I met you. I don't know. Our experience with mountain bikings began on a trip to Moab, Utah. Yeah, and I actually had that same bike that I had in St. Louis. Yeah, it was like a... It was a Marin. A Marin. An old Marin. 
that all Cartail, right? Yes. And all of the um gears. gears and stuff locked up. So I actually was writing basically a single speed. I knew you were a hipster from the very beginning. Because I was You were into the single speeds, man. Unintentionally writing a single speed. Yes, yes. And how would you, uh, in a word or two, how would you describe that trip to Moab, the mountain biking part of it? So the mountain biking part, I, I loved being on my bike, but um, I hit lots of sand. The bike ended up being on top of me. I crashed several times. It was clear I needed a different bike. Yeah, yeah, very clear. Um, I just remember distinctly like looking back and, and I was really close to you. I will preface this because I knew you were kind of a beginner and I just remember seeing you like supermaning over the bike a couple times and, uh, the bruises on your legs were super intense. Yes. I had definitely some war wounds. I, and I haven't been back to, to Moab since that trip. And that was nine years ago. Oh, I thought we no, I guess not. I okay. guess was that our only time there? Well, we'll have to remedy that. Yes. Road trip. Okay, this podcast is going to end right now. I'm going to load up the car. Bye, guys. Yeah, let's let's go take a road trip. Yeah, well, I would. I would in a second. Anyway, so, yeah. so This is actually about the same time we went. Yeah, because we went over spring break. Right. This is not the best of times to go to Moab because we were camping and... It was snowing, so yeah, let's like let's the, pick a trip. Let's pick a time that's not now. Yeah, this is in the twenties, low twenties at night. Gosh, it was so cold. Yeah, we opted to find a little hotel. We did, which was really cool. It was a very cute hotel, just kind of not in our budget. No, I think it. Well, we didn't really have a any type of budget, so right anything above campsites was above yeah. our budget. Yeah, yeah. But we did find a cool little, like, um, motel. But that had been redone by this couple. They were from New York. Yeah, they were super nice. I wonder if they're still there. I like how our podcast is completely taking a tangent to a trip that we did Well, yeah, but over it's, 10 years ago. It's building the foundation of why you like to mountain bike. Yes. Yeah, or and, why and, you didn't quit mountain biking. Right, because I kept going. Because a lot of people after that trip would have been like, F mountain biking. Yeah, and I th I think that when you are, you know, kind of more beginner, because I think I still consider myself kind of beginner, intermediate kind of thing. Yeah, I would call you an advanced beginner. Right, because I still haven't put in, I think, the hours, even though I've had years that I have been mountain biking. I don't have kind of the hours behind me to help improve. But the more you can trust your bike, the more you know that, that bike is going to get you over that rock. Or if you shift down, you can actually get up that hill. That's when I think some of the improvement happens. Yeah. Because like every other skill that comes with mountain biking, it's the skill between your ears. Mm -hmm. It's your brain. It's being able to shut off your brain, shut off the fear, the doubt and know that you can make it. And that's, again, that's part of that muscle memory that, you know, people talk about in sports is not just your physical muscle memory. The like, oh, I know that if I go through a rock garden at this speed and my body position is here, I'm going to make it. 
it's that muscle memory of your brain saying, oh, we've done this. I'm comfortable riding a trail that is this level of technical and because I've done it before. Right. And that goes on kind of segues into the two rides that we just recently did, which was Riverside and the Bluff. And we wanted to talk a little bit about like how you ride with people of different skill level. And so um, I think for me, riding the bluff, which is a lot more steep, is is challenging. And I appreciate that Joel definitely kind of takes his time and goes ahead and waits for me. Yeah, it's all good. You know, I think you have a mindset when you're riding with by yourself or with your homies. And then you have a mindset when you're riding with your significant other and you want them to improve. You know, I mean, I think that there's a long, long list of people who have stopped mountain biking because the person that took them out did not take into consideration that person's ability, feelings, you know, it was like, well, we're going mountain biking. So I guess if you want to tag along, see ya. Right. You know, so I think that if you're going to ride with your significant other or, you know, a friend who's new to it, you have to ride with the knowledge of this isn't about me today. This isn't about me, like getting my, you know, my flow on. It's how can I make this a stepping stone to be something that I can do long-term with my significant other and, or get my friend hooked on mountain biking. Right. And I think you've done that really well. I mean, you've hooked how many people? I mean, at least I'm like a little drug dealer. Yeah. At least like three friends who'd never been mountain biking. Um, You took them out and then all of a sudden they're going and buying super fancy bikes. They may be better riders than me now. I don't know if they're better writers, but they have lots and lots of equipment. Boys and their toys. But it's fun. So much fun. I would probably rather ride than do almost anything. Yeah. As far as like outdoor stuff. I love it. Um, Yeah. It's going to be fun in the spring to get out more and more. Yeah. We just needed to dry out a little bit. All right. I think we're at a good spot to wrap this up. Yeah. And we will see you on the next podcast. Okay. See you later, guys. Bye, Deb.